Keep moving the ball, okay? You haven't passed the ball. Keep moving. Gaelic for Mothers and Others is sweeping the country. It's a fitness plan by the Ladies Gaelic Football Association to get the women who leave their kids at training to do a bit of training themselves. And teams are springing up in every county. This is the story of Ga Fermaz, the Sheriff Street and Ballybock Ladies Gaelic football teams. For them, it's about a second chance at sport, a second family and a second chance in life. Like family with Brenda Donoghue. We're a family, we stick together. It's not only on the pitch, it's off the pitch as well. But most of all, we're there for each other. And that's why it's like family. We've reared our kids, some of us are onto our grandkids now. So we're taking our life back now. All for one and one for all. (laughs) And you can join the conversation on Twitter at Brenda Donoghue or email brenda at rte.ie. Now to Aoife Kane, takes the kick and drops the ball and the goalkeeper gathers it. The goalkeeper, Martino O'Brien for court. I first met this passionate group of footballers at this year's Ladies Gaelic Football All-Ireland semi-final at Crow Park and they were playing an exhibition match at half-time. And playing at Crow Park was a great moment in their lives as they explained to Marty Morrissey. And I'm joined by Carmel and Helena. Carmel, where are you from? I'm from Sheriff Street. And where are you from, Helena? I'm from Clanlefraud in Ballybuck. So this was a battle between the two teams at halftime, am I correct? Yeah. It was brilliant. I have to say it was amazing. We started this a year ago today. I never my wildest dreams I think I'd be playing in Crow Park. I'd like to give a shout out to the LGFA, my coach Thomas Gleason, Michael Darren McCauley, grandmother's mother, and have my ma playing with me and all. It's just an achievement. I'm just I'm overwhelmed. Like you had your mother playing with you. <laughs> playing with me, yeah. Really? And Sylvia, what was it like to play in Croke Park oh, today with your daughter? Great. It was great. I loved it. Well, my name is Gandhi, but it was great. Great was feeling, yeah. yeah. I never thought I would have been stepping on the field like that, especially in Croke Park. And what about you, Helena? What was it like for you to play in Croke Park today? Absolutely a dream come true, Marty. Uh, this is life-changing. To be honest, I'm on cloud nine. This is something I've, I've sat in those stands for years and my dream came true today. Uh, with the girls, as I say, we've grown as people and, and players. It was absolutely phenomenal to look there and see your family, your friends, your neighbours. People stopped us this morning. Are you playing in Crow Park today? The community was behind us. Our families were behind us. And uh, it was just amazing. A year ago, we walked down into the Ballybock Community Centre, not knowing what was ahead of us, Marty. I'll be telling my grandchildren, anybody that listened to me, Marty, that I played in Crow Park. And can I just say, up the flats. I was standing beside Marty and I asked myself, who are these women and, and what is their story? Okay, girls, come on in. Okay, just first of all, okay, girls, thanks for coming down, okay? I know it's really cold, okay, and I know there's loads of people here, okay? So we're going to do a really good session tonight. Okay, so what we're going to do, we're going to do a little bit of warm-up. So everybody's going to grab a ball, and all you're going to do is you're going to bounce and solo, right and left foot, okay? Is that fair enough? Thursday night is training night on the pitch in Sheriff Street. My name is Thomas Gleeson, and I'm the coach... They're all here. That's all we're doing is getting warmed up. That's it, nice My and name easy. is Julie O'Toole and I play midfield. Christmas party, Thomas. I'm uh, Nikita Morta and I play a position in midfield. I do on the pitch. My name is Cameron Murray from Forward. My name is Sylvia Murray. I'm a forward. While we're doing that, girls, keep moving the ball, okay? Hand pass the ball, keep moving. My name's Mel Houghton and I play midfield. My name is Muriel Hughes and I play uh, corner forward. My name is Tracy Bourne, I'm goalkeeper for Sherry Gaffer Mad. And I'm expected to join in too. I've been hit by a ball. (laughs) The first time I came training, that's what happened to me. A smack of a ball, then I got tripped up, glasses on the ground and all. She comes across really nice, but she's really a, a, a Gaelic hooligan. Thomas is their trainer. I grew up in Dominic Street Flats. I went to school in Murdy's Place in the Street. Um, there we had a GA school team. It wasn't the greatest school team, but look, the principal got us out. Uh, Finney McGrath got us out. The, as in the TD. As in the yeah. TD, yeah. yeah. There was a skilled competition in Crow Park one year. And for some reason, I don't know why, but he just picked me. So we went out and we represented a school, all schools in Ireland. 
and I was hitting targets on a wall and I don't know how I done it but I, I won the whole thing. Very humble. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but was that a big deal for you? I mean what was life like in Dominic Street growing up? It's a tough place to grow up. Like there's there was an awful lot around. There was people doing good stuff in the area but it was very hard to go on the on the right road but it was very easy to take the wrong road at the same time. Like drugs and drink and everything was so easy to get into but I took the other road and ever since then I've never I've never looked back. Do you think about that often? Do you think about kind of being put forward for that competition? Only for my own club Finbars, only that the teacher entered me into that that GA skills competition. I don't, I don't know where I would end up to be honest with you. Do you see people who grew up in the flats with you your own age? Like there's some lads who are still in around the flats. Um, I talk to them briefly every now and then. And then there's some lads who just went completely down the wrong road. They're either in prison or they're, or they're dead around now. So that's, that's just the way it goes. And this group of women that you have here, uh, I know you have some laugh with them. But it's more than that, isn't it? Tell me what you feel about them. They're brilliant women like that. They're constantly turning up. It's just like a family that's that are grown in between even myself um, there's no words to, to, to put in as, as what they are like they're just they're absolutely brilliant <laughs> they've all come out and they're making faces and everything around you do you all love Thomas? of course yeah. we love him yeah. we love we do cause yeah. I love him I give him loads of stick but I love him to bits yeah. love him to bits mm. he's great mm. with us yeah. he's consistent he's, he's the one coach the only coach that comes down to us every single tour state no matter what because he loves us. Isn't that right, Thomas? I don't know about that. <laughs> and come on, Thomas. Of course you love us. And each player has her own reason for coming to training. I grew up basically down here in my granny's flat in St. Bridget's Gardens. Um, my my mum is from Sherry Street and all her family. So uh, I lost her two years ago. So I just felt that... You know, I'd lost touch of Sherry Street, so coming back to the Gar for Ma um, is after, you know, bringing me back to Sherry Street and being part of a family again. I have a cousin, Antoinette, that lives around the corner, and I go into her on a tour, stay for a cup of tea, and it sort of brought our family back together. And she comes to the Gar for Ma sometimes as well. So, um, yeah, so I'm just here to sort of relive my childhood and be back and I feel I lost a sense of you know when life gets in the way of community and when you're a walker ma'am you, like I don't know any of my neighbours in Leakslip and uh, when I come to Sherry Street on a tourist day it's like going back to the past and the warmth of the people down here and you know I feel I have my mum and our family with me again like yeah so it's really lovely i feel much better at myself i feel a bit healthier i look forward to coming down to meet see everybody you know when i haven't seen them in a couple of weeks uh yeah i just love doing it it's real like it's great for great for the mind and the body as well yeah. i do love coming down to get me out and like to have the people down here like it's just now i i just keep to myself i do but coming out here is just making me looking forward to you know just how friendly everyone is the laugh we do have it's not even about winning or anything like that even any matches we do play when I was a kid, I was in dancing, and I was always involved, like with the Swan Youth Service. Yeah, and um, we went to Africa, you no, know, to build houses and all. I was over in Palestine and all, like as a kid, like doing things. So then, obviously, when you had kids, you just sort of get isolated from doing that. And so now it's like bringing my youth back again. Do you know what I mean? Getting out and doing things for myself for once. When I was younger, growing up, like with the being picked on and all, I was never really part of a team. So this this gives me the op- the opportunity now when I went now that I'm 34 to become part of a team, and that's that's what gets me gives me me up and go to come down and do it just to be part of that team. Being the baby on the team, being 23, mm. and like I look at Sylvia, she's 57. Yeah, <laughs> she's the eldest. How does it work? Uh, it's great because they're all like like they're like mas to me. Like as I lost me ma, I did five years ago, but they're all like Sylvia is my neighbour. She'd yeah. be like a ma to me and Carmen. Like they, they'd mammy and they would all of them. So it's good to be around them. Or is it's great to laugh, the fun we have with each other. It's brilliant. It's great to have my man to team with me because we started out last year and it was really tough for both of us. And this came about about the guys for Mars. And we're just like, oh, here we go. 
just to see what it was like. But little did we know that a year later, we'd be st- we're still together. We're part of a team. We played in Crow Park with me ma. Me and me ma played in Crow Park and that was just the best day ever. It really, really was, you know. I'm just so proud of me ma, you know. It doesn't matter what age you are, you can accomplish anything. And I mean that from the bottom of my heart. You know, I'm really super proud of her. And Sylvia, you said it was a tough time. Did you have to be talked into it? I said I'd give myself a chance, went in to see what it was like, bit of laugh, great time with my daughter, people from the road as well. We helped each other, we pushed each other to go, there was yeah. days I didn't want to go and I'd be in the tour scene and like, come on, come around, come around and I'd be around and the next of all, straight after the gas and I said, laugh we have. It wasn't so much about the training, yeah, training is important obviously, but it was more so the laugh. It was just forgetting that one hour, forgetting about your problems, forgetting about your worries and just, just having a bit of fun. Yeah. You know, so the team has really given us that lift and given us that boost and the spirit that we needed. And I'm a single mother myself, Brenda. I have three children. It's very tough. And I'm sure at times it was lonely, or it is lonely. It is. Yes. People say, how can you get lonely and you have kids? Of course you get lonely. You're doing it on your own. You're the mother, you're the father, you're the doctor, you're a banker, you're a, a, an accountant, you're a nurse, you're a counsellor. You are everything to them kids. And it's sometimes the responsibility is very overwhelming. Like we can't just screw up and walk away. You just have to keep going on. And it doesn't matter how I'm feeling, it's not about me, it's about my kids. You know, and my kids are my life. You know, um my son was the first one in their family to see his leaving set. I'm so proud of him. And my daughter now was doing the same, you know. So things, little things like that, it get me through saying I did a good job, and I know I did a good job. And Cam was doing a great job mm-hmm. on her own. She raised her kids on her own. I'm very proud of her. Yeah, I am. She gets from me, but <laughs> <laughs> she does. Ma. Yes, they have their reasons, even if it is only to flirt with Dublin's five in a row superstar, Michael Darren McCauley. This, this, this program's been great. Uh, there's a lot of unique characters who are staring at me like they're going to take me life. And uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's, 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 been, it's been gas, I suppose. I was there at the very first training session uh, with Mr. Thomas Gleeson here beside me. I think between the lot of them, they couldn't spell GEA. Uh, so I think they, uh, they've, they've, they've come along. They, <laughs> they've, come, they've come a long way now. They, they all have football boots and gloves. They know all the players. They played in Crow Park. Yeah, most of my, my, most, most of my mates can't even say that. Uh, so they're, they're now uh, GA aficionados. Uh, so I suppose it's great being able to see that arc of the journey, yeah. Okay, and of course we'll have to reflect on like five times All-Ireland champions. Dublin are just so awesome. And that comes from a Kildare woman. That's not easy to say. Um, yeah. But what a year and how wonderful to be involved in the whole Dublin setup. Yeah, look, it was, it was. There's a, an extra little buzz around the place, and you hear five in a row, everywhere you go, or drive for five before the match. Uh, so that's all good, that's all good. But look, I suppose it's. Half a dozen? Buzzing for half a dozen is apparently the next one. I suppose, look, it doesn't, whatever, like it's, it's, it's a few medals in the pocket. I suppose the most important thing is that, like, the, the next generation buy into that. Uh, so I still remember kids, uh, or Mr. Brian Steins was the midfielder with the Dublin team, and he came into my school with a big shiny cup. I didn't know what it was, but I, I was enthralled by this big shiny cup into what it was. I remember exactly where I was sitting in the classroom, um, and he told us all about that. And I suppose that kind of sparked my imagination, and maybe I could play Gaelic. I wasn't big into Gaelic games at the time. I played Gaelic games. So I suppose that's what we wanted to do. That's what we want uh, the five in a row to be legacy for is uh, to be kids that they're going on winning Crow Park in 10, 20, 30 years time saying oh, I remember they came around that big stupid shiny cup uh, and I thought I could play so like that, that's that would what we'd like to be the legacy of, of, of what we've done yeah I'd like to say thanks to uh, Michael Darren McCauley and to our coach Thomas Gleeson and the LGFA for making this happen for us a year later for putting us on Crow Park for putting us out there in the spotlight and making us all a team and a one big family and Michael when are you going to ask me out on a date? <laughs> Stop bending over like that! <laughs> <laughs> can, we, can we confirm from radio I was just doing a few stretches? <laughs> The day they were in Crow Park, I you were there watching them, um, 
and I could see I, you, were, you were very proud of them uh, on that my particular day in general your proud dad face on. yeah my proud son face maybe yeah. um, they, uh, very sensitive isn't he <laughs> <laughs> yeah look the, the day on in Crow Park was great it was brilliant and look Hannah hopefully hopefully do it again and of course the, the Dublin players they are very much role models and that's nearly been transferred to this team, if you understand what I'm saying. Uh, I think so. I think we, Dublin, are probably trusting to being role models. Uh, I feel like we have a responsibility to do so. Uh, but, I, but I think with, with the women, they've, they are role models. I, kinda, I, I get asked about this area all the time, and I kind of use the word role model regularly. Uh, that is, it's something that I had a lot growing up. Uh, in terms of my brother, in terms of my dad, in terms of teachers that I had, and I think sometimes sometimes it's missing around here. Uh, but without, without a doubt, um, uh, the women have become role models. Julie was just speaking about her daughter Shannon, who Thomas coaches Gaelic, and I coach basketball separately. And obviously Shannon's looking up to superstar Julie, uh, mum scoring goals every time she has a Gaelic ball in her hands. Uh, so look, without a doubt, that's an obvious obvious uh, obvious link, um, and, and and probably underestimated by the girls as themselves how important that is. Thanks very much, Michael. That means a lot to us. Really does. Training over. Okay. Thomas shares some news. Okay, girls, everybody, come on in. Dad, that was a great warm up. That was brilliant. Okay, girls, now just last thing. Okay, did everyone join that session? Yes. Yeah. Okay, brilliant. Okay, um, fair play. Uh, everyone's really trying their best. I know it's cold. Okay. Hopefully, everyone's going to go home warm. Yeah. It should never be cold leaving the training session. Okay. After Christmas, okay, I'm I'm gonna have to step back a little bit oh, because I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna become a daddy. Yeah. <laughs> okay, girls. Godmother. <laughs> Who am I going to give stick to, Thomas? No, nobody else will take as much stick as you give me, I'll tell you one thing. Congratulations, we're all happy for you, real happy. I think that's great. Someone's getting I'd lovely here. Like yeah. <laughs> I've been doing seven years since my last one. Congratulations. We know you're sick around, but we're really, really happy for you. Thanks a million, Thomas. Um, Meanwhile, over in Ballybock, Jackie Byrne and her teammates are in out of the cold. Love it. That's Jack Lata last month for PFAI Player of the Year. Jackie's son, Jack Byrne, has just been called up to the Irish Senior International Soccer Team. She's a very proud mother. We got Players Player of the Year. Well. And the size, we look the size of that what? ball. Oh my yeah. god! So I'm very proud. He's after getting about nine trophies this year. Jeez, and this, this one, one, you need to polish his trophies, Jackie. Yeah. 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 I'll be polishing all day tomorrow. Get the silver wear now, come on. <laughs> and the rubber gloves. But soon, the conversation turns to their own ladies' Gaelic football team. Did you ever think? That she'd be there, no. soloing, toe tipping, <laughs> scoring never, points. No, no, a dub supporter all the way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But to play the game, hadn't a clue. <laughs> <laughs> and to kick a ball, still. To, well, I'm getting good now. I am. I'm getting she's good. An <laughs> she, I'll only play if she's on my team. I won't come up against her. <laughs> I love it. No, I do. I love. I love getting out for it and the fitness and the crackdown. And like we've met some incredible people. We've made some fantastic friendships. We've had some brilliant days out. We've had some horrific injuries <laughs> in games. It's absolutely, it's absolutely brilliant. I absolutely love it. I, I look forward to training and I love when we have air matches. Yeah, it's great. This team is about football and fitness, but it's also about being there for one another. We are. We're, we're, we're there for everyone yeah. and everything, anything. Yeah, we're there anything. for everyone. I think at some stage, most of us has either gone through a little bit of a heartache or had some loss or something happened to us. So I think it's, it's we're very, very understanding and compassionate towards each other I had bad news in their house my brother lives in Australia and he passed away in April this is Donna's story and like that I just put it on the chat my daughter actually put it on my chat saying like I need prayers from your uncle and all that and 
next of all there was big mayhem I'd say it was all happening behind me back and all of a sudden every, I know what I like everybody every one of them arrived at my house um, comfort and there was no problem no objects no nothing there here we are we're here what's sorry you know what I mean what's happening so with that next of all they handed me a card and in the card was my flight to Australia yeah Every one of them paid for my flight to go to Australia. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. So I was blown away, you know, Brenda, I was, I have to say. That's how strong we all are together, do you know what I mean? So with all the prayers and all that, and then it was, the panic was on to get my mother to Australia. And they kept on life support machine till she got there. So Tanya and Sandra, another girl, um they done all the running around oh my god they were amazing but anyway they got my mum and my mum's sister Carol to Australia then on the Saturday myself and my cousin Lavinia we flew out to Australia then it was for the funeral then we knew we had passed like that the Texas kept coming we're with it and all that so then we came back from there and I just couldn't get my head back into the gap it took me it must have been three months yeah. more yeah. Jackie got me out myself she says every morning right let's go come on coat on out for the walk clear the head and I'd meet her and be crying and that was no problem let's go keep walking you'd be grand you'd be grand I know talked 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 and talked that's all as you do and they were all there every one of them brilliant and then it was I think you should come back to Ga you know they kind of start coaxing me in and Maybe walk through the park. I took I took the breaths and I said, right, let's go, we go back. But it was the best thing ever doing. Clears the head, gets me up, got me out, made me move. And the girls were all there, support. We all met each other, walked over to the park. And we all walked home, you know, arms around each other, kisses and cuddles. Every night we see each other and that's us. But only for them. Like, they were brilliant. They were an amazing bunch I have. Um you can't even describe it it's it's like a power between us all and we bump off each other so and you know when someone isn't right do you know what I mean and you know when something is wrong and but it's just like this power we have this connection we have between everybody and boom it's there we're there you can't even describe it you can't even describe it do you know what I mean but I have an amazing an amazing group of friends more like sisters the powerful connection between each and every one of us and it is like sisters it's not like friends they're closer than friends it's very spiritual yeah it's 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 like a white light it's 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 real good energy there's no negative tanya knows the kindness of her teammates on november i was at the doctor's for a checkup for something and um i had like a pimple on my nose and I was leaving and then I turned back and I said to her, oh, hey, hey, just asked her to check it. I says, will you check that spot? I said, it doesn't seem to be going anywhere. I can't get rid of it. So she had a look around. She was like, no, I don't, don't think it's anything. But because you've mentioned it to me, I'm going to send you to a dermatologist. And I was like, no problem. So anyway, got me appointment for the following May, went up and <laughs> the doctor said, uh, oh, yeah, no, I'm going to need to do a biopsy and that. And I was like, what? And I was like, oh, will I, will I come back? And he's like, no, I'm going to do it now. And here I was, oh, now. And here I was, yeah. So I was like, oh, my God, this must be, so, this must be serious. And um, I got a phone call from the doctor. And it was, we were in a restaurant and it was so noisy. And I couldn't really hear him. But I, I did hear cancer. And I did hear friendly. So I was trying to distinguish in between what he was saying. And I was like, right, OK. But of course, the minute I heard cancer, I think it just went blank anyway. Yeah. So I came back out and I sat at the table and I was sitting there for a minute. I think I was looking blankly and I just looked at one of the girls and I burst into tears. And he's just, oh my God, what's wrong with you? I said, I think the doctor just told me I have cancer. <laughs> and he's just, what? And I was like, yeah. So anyway, I rang back the next day to get everything confirmed and he said, yeah. And again, he's kept reiterating that it's a friendly cancer. It's called basal cell carcinoma. Um, that I'd have to go in and have it removed, but it wouldn't more than likely spread to any of the vital organs, which was a massive relief. The girls were brilliant, I have to say. They were absolutely great. The support was amazing. Text messages, they were coming around. They were sending me flowers. They got me candles. They were they were there through everything. And um, I went in and I had a tumour removed. It was 1.1 centimetres. Yeah, it was pretty big. And then the most amazing thing happened with this team that uh, Ballybuck Garfamaz and Sheriff Garfamaz got picked to play at the ladies' semi-final in Crow Park. 
and I was at to having my surgery and my face was all bandaged up and uh, I couldn't play and I'm, I'm a massive Dublin fan a huge Dublin fan and uh, I couldn't believe it I'm not going to lie I was devastated I was absolutely devastated but I went obviously because I was so delighted for the girls but um, when they came out I stood in Crow Park and I just bawled my eyes out I couldn't believe it one I was good for myself that I wasn't with them but I'd never been more proud like we live in the shadow of Crow Park do you know what I mean and, and there was my friends all of my friends walking out to play in Crow Park something that loads of fellas we know would dream yeah would dream and they couldn't do it and they all came out they knew where I was sitting and they all came over and started waving at me and and I just I couldn't stop crying for the whole the whole match I just couldn't stop crying but so much pride for Jackie Gaelic training is about time for herself I I give an awful lot of time to everyone else except myself always have always have Mm. always and when I'm walking yeah, out, when yeah. I'm walking out that door, where you go, mommy? Well, do you know what? I'm I'm going to give myself an hour. I see us, and I love it, and I love the adrenaline, and I love the buzz, and I love the laughter, and there's sometimes there's tears, girls. Yeah. You know, you know there is, and I just love being involved with the friendship we have. You you, you couldn't buy it, no. Tani. You couldn't buy our no, friendship. You couldn't even buy it. You couldn't. There's just no. so everyone is so committed to each other. You know, there's no sleeve ins, there's no back talking or no, anything like that. No, no one to talk, there's no bitchiness or nothing. It's just pure. Mm. It's pure. And she really appreciates the friendships since John, her husband, died 12 years ago. It'll be 12 years in uh, June. And uh, John went to the dentist and he went in to get his, his uh, teeth done. And the dentist turned around and said to him, There's a little thing on your tongue. So we gave him a letter and he said to me, a letter for the oncology and I didn't even know what oncology was I swear to God I didn't I didn't know it was cancer anyway we got the appointment he went up on his own uh, it was the night of my birthday I was in bed 26th of June and he turned around and said to me now I don't want you to panic he says but I've got cancer I said no and he goes yeah and I ran down here and I forget and I screamed no because I knew then he was going to go I knew, I knew. Yeah. how did you manage I was I, I was I went into complete depression I was I, I, I couldn't focus so yeah it, it was it was a limbo for years yeah years and for you getting, getting back, back into the was it like having to bring Jack training and like what is it it would it would have actually been Jack because it was seven nights training like he was with Kevin's and then we used to go, they used to have um, a professional club then on a Friday night and then he'd play on a Saturday and then another team would want him to play on the Sunday. So you were constantly going, you're up for the school, you had, you had to get up for your kids. Mm. You can't stay in bed. Like, I know it's sad, but like people, life goes on, people forget, life I, goes on. Like to see Jack do so well this year, player of the year, Ireland squad. Has it been an incredible journey as well? Absolutely amazing. When did he get the Ireland call up? He what got up, how do you say? How do you say? Yeah. Can you talk me through what it was like to actually see him get on and play for Ireland? When I seen Mick McCarthy making the substitute, I says, oh, sweet lantern to fight. Come on, Mick, please put him on. Mm. And next of all, I seen him warming up. Then I seen his top coming off. Then I seen him stepping onto the pitch. What we like, that? what we like. So we all sort of were like, oh, my God. Now, I had the island flag. I swear to Jesus, you could ring it out with your tears. We were so proud. I was like, that with the flag. And even people behind us were crying. You know, I mean, they were like, oh, my God. I said, oh, my God, that's my son. Uh, representing his country with passion he's passionate you know yeah, what I mean yeah. he is so passionate and he wants to get out there and win come here to me is it true that you had John's ashes with you I bring them everywhere every, every game. game your husband's ashes yeah, yeah. every game they're in mm. my back pocket I bring them everywhere and I just wave them we went over to Gibraltar and I, ha- I was waving John around I was waving him like that. I <laughs> here I was John looking at him can you believe it I said you always said he played for Ireland and there he is oh yeah look at him I don't, it's, it's so joy. emotional oh, yeah. and you're just so proud it's brilliant on my way out I get a chance to check out the shrine to young Jack in the downstairs toilet <laughs> it's a shrine it's a Jack Bourne shrine this is where we put everything in here Yeah. and look you have all his jerseys here yeah. his electricity yeah. <laughs> player of the month yeah, yeah. man, man of, of the, the match. match another player of the month there Jack Bourne that's brilliant yeah yeah. yeah, 
I just decided when he, when he did get his cowl up for Ireland that I'd, I'd start making the tile at a shrine for him. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, if you don't mind, I'll just use the toilet. Thanks very much. She's using the shrine. Jack's, Jack Bourne's ass was on that. It's Saturday morning. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Here we go, 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 here we go. The bus is waiting to take the women to this year's All Ireland Gaelic for Mothers and Others National Blitz. The Sheriff Street and Ballybock teams came together to form a team called Ga for Maz, one of the 120 teams taking part. I'm really excited. I can't wait for it. Yeah. I really, really can't wait for it. 2,000 women, all Ireland, Gaffa, Mars. Where would you get it? Yeah, so, Where would you get it? So, do you know what, girls? It's like a musical. Like La La Land or something. The way you've all come out of a house. <laughs> a door of a oh, house. Yeah. With your gear on the same road. So, talk me through the road. Where are we, Carmen? We're in Mariners Port, the back of Sherry Street, and my mum has great neighbours across along the road, and they're all here to support us and what have you, you know. And we have the pitch right in front of where we train, and the hardest day where we train, where we all started from. We're all skipping a door. We have Sylvia here, we have another door, then we have Nikita, we're skipping a door, and then we have my door. Yeah. <laughs> Well, listen, so, I can't believe you've actually got a pitch in front of your house. Yeah, like, this yeah, is amazing. Now, talk to me about today. This is a blitz. Yeah. Are you competitive? It's not so much about being competitive. It's just that once you're on the field, you don't actually even mind the crowds. It's just about having a bit of fun. And if you catch the ball and kick it well and good, like, do you know what I mean? We're in it for the fun. Yeah, Some of yeah. them is very competitive, like, that we played, even the other blitz yeah, that we played against. Now, I know, having three kids, that when you're heading off for the day, yeah. like, it takes a bit of organising. Oh, well, I had to have a bat at five o'clock last night and start having a shave, put my false tan on. I mean, the little one is sorted, my son is 21, he's looking after the 11-year-old. So, yeah, you do have to get things sorted the day before, big yeah. time, you well, know? How's the gear? Everybody got everything they yeah. need? We have everything packed and all. I have two odd sockings. One is half white and one is snow white. Right. I let you head... I'll see you at the Blitz. I'll see you at the Blitz. And off they went. Guys, welcome, welcome, welcome. It is such a pleasure to be here today for you guys to warm up. We're going to warm up the bodies, get the blood, get the heart pumping. Yes? Yes? Hips, guys, side to side. Roll those shoulders. Take two steps to the right. Here we go. Picture this. More than 2,500 players warming up for the National Blitz. The team found a patch to put down their coats and bags. I think we should all put our head in pigtails because the girls all have war paint in their face. They have tutus and all. I can do hairs, I have bobbins in my bag. Will be, if you all got bobbins in your extensions? I'll do your hair dryers. sliding all over the gaff. No, when we are playing. Can I just say, I'm looking at the club next door to you, Selbridge. Yeah. They brought their own tent. Yeah. They have tutus, they have face paint on. Really and they had their own uh, coat and all, and everything. They had their own zip-up jacket and everything. Like, where's the sponsorship coming? Come on, hello. You live in your name. It's Air Force J, so next year we'll have a marquee. Yes! And the barbecue. Yeah. And the team next door were really organised. We have a lot of uh, brownies and scouts in our squad. Okay. So we're always prepared. Well, these are the women from Church Street Valley Bog. Yeah! Can we see your tent please? players? Of course you can. In the spirit of the tournament, we're sharing everything. Good stuff. But what is this? You brought your own Sam Maguire. Yeah, one of the ladies is from Dublin. And uh, she's all about the five in a row. She's our heartbroken. Yeah. So, um, and us being a Kildare team means nothing to her. So she decided she was going to bring her own cup to this fun-filled blitz where we don't keep scores. So she made her own Kavanaugh cup from her um, colander. Now we need to see this. Describe <laughs> it's it. It's a colander that she has screwed onto a wooden base and hung some pink and blue and white ribbons off, which is the colour of our own club. So we are starting our own drive for five. This year with our and this is the inaugural year of it. I love it. Do you love it? Yeah, yeah it's brilliant. Well, my cousin Dan um, rang her husband, and he went off and got the um, got the tent. The, the husband came on. with the tent. The hubby came with the tent to keep us all warm and dry. 
<laughs> not be outdone, the no. ladies from Sherry's. No, no, come on, come on. No, 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 no. We can't get cold. No. <laughs> We're all in our 50s. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Stand by for us. <laughs> I think you're more excited about the tent than I anything. think he brought the barbecue. Wait and we check. <laughs> and the day had it all. Pre-match nerves. No doubt, it's, yeah. your, it's your adrenaline, Julio. Yeah. It's yeah. your adrenaline that's kicking yeah. in. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and all the emotions. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and all the emotions. But we'll be grand, yeah. won't you? Yeah. You'll be grand in and out. Yeah, well, I just, you know, I've always been like this at any sport. Like, literally seconds before we go on, I start getting a panic attack. But it's not like where I'm, you know, yeah. kind of... It's just nerves. Nerves. Yeah. Nerves. Well, it's a good thing. Deal. Yeah, it's a big deal. It's a very big deal for me. I've never done anything like this. This is a milestone for me. I can actually tell my kids and my grandkids that I actually done the, the All Ireland Blitz and I played in Crow Park. I will take a deep breath. They're going to need you. Girls, right, when, when you go out, okay, you're going to have as much fun as possible and you just go out and do your best. Last minute advice. Can I ask a question, Eve? Is it a hoppice and a pass? Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's a hop and a solo. Four steps, a hop and a solo. Neve McAvoy, Dublin legend. Okay, all the skills that we've been practicing over the last couple of weeks the hand passing, the kick passing, the going for scores. So being confident, getting the ball in your hand and being confident on the ball. But most of all, guys, it's about encouraging each other, okay? Supporting each other and having a bit of crack as well. Enjoying the game. But enjoying it by working hard, girls, okay? So lots of encouraging girls, lots of talking to each other, okay? And have the crack, okay? Carmel, don't want to break your concentration. We're on the pitch, you're getting ready to play. I am getting ready to play, I'm and forward and I'm nervous, but I'm gonna have a great bit. I'm gonna have a great fun. Yeah. I'm I'm better now. So yeah, excited. I'm so excited. And I just can't hide. Right, go on, quick go! Sideline cheering. Yes! Come on, Julie! Tracy, Tracy, pick up somebody in here. Sylvia holding the coats. Why aren't you playing? I'm in bits of my stomach, I am, Brenda. All right. You're doing the best job in the house. I'm holding all the coats. <laughs> Late substitutions. You're off. You I'm okay. off. You played well. I played great, I did. Yeah. Once you're on the field, you just actually just forget yeah. about people watching it and all the time. And then it was over. What a day. What a blitz. Thomas. What a day. Girls, look at that's the four games done. Okay. Look at it, it just tells boy everybody shouting roaring that we all had a good day. Did we all have a good day? Yeah. Everybody done really, really well. Okay, and I hope to see you training next week. Yeah. Has anybody got anything to say, girls? Before we finish up, has anybody else got anything to say? Yeah, it's great to see Ballybock and Sherry Street coming together as a team. We're a family now. All right, what did it mean, anybody? You've the lemon drizzle cakes. You've been making yeah. them. I'm like the Mary Berry of the guy. <laughs> Are you wrecked? Are you wrecked? We're still pumping with adrenaline, but yeah. it was great. I'm yeah, not good. Yeah. I'll sleep tonight, let me tell you. <laughs> so you said, Jules, to me, this was a milestone. I just feel like I, I took part in something great. And I can look back and say, I remember that day we had everybody, they were feeding us, giving us water, chocolate, every, we looked after each other. And sandwiches, you know what I mean? So it, the, the, the bond between us had to get stronger and stronger and stronger. And the milestone is like, I want to tell my grandkids when she has kids that I actually took uh, part in a bliss and Crow Park at 46. Shannon. How does it feel to go out there and see our, see our mummy playing in the field at 50 years old? I just feel proud of her because she's always out doing that stuff and she's a good mother and she treats me good and it's good to see... And, it, and it's good to see off there. Shannon is very proud of her mummy, Julie. And after the break, I'll be meeting Julie. Like family. Tweet at Brenda Donahue. Like Family with Brenda Donoghue on RTE Radio 1. I like your car. Thanks to the credit union. Oh, no. Welcome back. This is the story of the Ga Fermaz women's Gaelic football team. For the players from Dublin Sheriff Street in Ballybock, this team is about a second chance at sport and a second family. And for Julie, this team is a very important part 
of her second chance in life. That's a strong winter sun, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. oh yeah, it's blinding. So we're just going around to uh, Sheriff Street just to um, just to see is Shannon's friend here yeah. so she can play. We're turning in now and this is it. This is what they're doing, they're selling drugs here and they're only kids. Yeah. And look at it, the pack, look, burnt. I have to drop my daughter off at Swan. Right, go on and straight back over to the house. I'll be be there, right? Go on, leg it. Bye, Shannon. My kids have a better social life than me, but I don't mind. No. Because it's all about them, isn't it? Back in the house, we get talking. I see you play guitar, but you're also very strong part of this Gaelic for Mothers and Others Mm. football team. Why did you decide to do it and what has it done for you? Well, my friend Carmel, she was on me. She was like, Julie, this thing is starting up in Sheriff Street. And she was at me and at me. I went and I done nothing but laughed. And they say laughter is medicine to your bones. And it's so true. It really is so true. I just loved it. And I love the girls. We laugh. We give Thomas an awful life, but he's so good. Like, you know, he comes in and then goes and has to play a match or has to train. You know, and he's doing it for nothing. You know, so he's 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 part of the family. That's your little dog, Michael. Candy. There. Yeah, candy. that's Candy. How do you think it's helped you as a person then? I was getting depressed because I had no social life and all I'd done was my kids, my kids, my kids, my kids, my kids. So me and Car- me and Carmel were like, you know, when we go over there, we're terrible. We carry on like two little girls, you know. And But I love it and it gets me out of the house. It, it stops me from being depressed and it's making me socialise, which is great. Because I lost a, a lot of my teenage years to heroin. So I, was, I never felt, you know, being young and, you know, being happy. Like, what a normal teenager, you know what I mean? I never chased boys because I was too well and we had to chase boys. I'm kind of reliving, you know, being like childish, you know, very childish. <laughs> so we're getting the guitar out, Julie. Yeah, thanks well, I'm forcing you, but go on. Be tuning. And when did you learn the guitar? I, when I was in rehab, I was in the corner and I asked who owned it and they says nobody and I picked it up and I bought a book and taught myself. So, Julie was in rehab for heroin addiction and she tells me about the first time she took the drug. It was in one somebody's flat in Sheriff Street. It was my first time. We were dancing, partying and it was getting, it was into... Like two days. Of, t- of party? Yeah, yeah. And we, everybody was sitting around, drinking cans. The table was there. There was hash there, tin file, bags and every, you know. And there was, the radio was blaring. There was a fella standing there dancing. And the, t- the heroin was coming around. And it was like a million years before it got to me. Because I was thinking, will I? Won't I? Will I? Won't I? And when it got to me... My friend passed to me and I took it and I vomited everywhere. I got really, like, sick. But then I was out of my head and I was like, that's great. I can take XC tablets and I'll just take this when I, when I want to stop. Yeah. So that was the first time I took it was in and a house how party. How old were you then? I was only 15, I think. I loved UB40 and Bob Marley. So that was my bus. Smoke a few lines of gear and just be out cold. And another planet literally intoxicated couldn't even talk but it was great because it took all everything away like what all the bad stuff you know what I mean because I knew I was doing wrong Mm. do you know what I mean I knew you know what I mean I knew I was haunting my man that you know I knew I should have been in school I knew I was brought up better than that but I was getting into trouble with the police and my ma was constantly you know people were at the door Julie done this Julie done that you know, because I was a scorch. I scorched everybody. So, close family. Yeah. Great oh, yeah. people. Great people. How did that happen? My first mistake, I left school. At what age? 13. Because I was rebellious. Because I 
obviously had a problem with being told what to do and what I couldn't do. And I was told, don't be in Sheriff Street, don't be in Lawrence's Mansions. Because we were from Bridget's Gardens and Lawrence's Mansions, that was the main one. Mm. I was constantly told not to, not to do this, not to do that. And, and it was all about not being in Sheriff Street. And of course, as you do, well, not everybody but me. Mm. I went in and I seen what was going on and I liked it. What did you see? There was my friends that were going to, I was going to school with. They were drinking cans of tenants and then I started smoking hash a little bit. So, obviously, because I'm a tomboy, I was with the boys. They robbed cars and we would joyride them, take the radios out of them and sell them and buy drink and cigarettes and do all that mad stuff, you know. So that's why my young one now does not understand why I'm trying to tell her, keep our sheriffry because I know. What was the attraction? Was there a buzz? Like, yeah. was the adrenaline? Yeah. Was there adrenaline yeah. Yeah. going? Yeah. What was it like? Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, the adrenaline. Like, there used to be a, a, a thing over there called the tarmac, and there'd be young flits shy riding cars, and there'd be crowds of people watching them, and it'd be brilliant. Mm. It'd be just, yeah, it was like amazing. But I didn't know, you know, because a lot of stuff came with it, a lot of pressure, you know what I mean? Taking ecstasy tablets, taking sleeping tablets, then taking heroin, then went on to methadone. And and it all happened very fast where I tried to stop and I couldn't. And where were we getting the money for all this as well? <laughs> <laughs> I was robbing. Yeah. <laughs> Little things at the start, you know? Yeah. Where'd you stay? Like in my ma- in my mass. Ma- yeah. Mm-hmm. She had four of us. Four on heroin? Yeah. She, I'm shocked she's still alive. That she hasn't died of worry or stress. Mm. Your children is your children, no matter what. No matter what they are. They're still going to love them, aren't you? Was there a turning point? I oh, Every day when I wake up, I, I do. I thank God I'm alive. Because mm. not everybody made it. Do you know what I mean? So I remember I was at the giving the door to your I was caught. And I remember sitting outside. I was watching the traffic go by. It was, it was kind of rush hour morning and I was sitting there and I was looking at people going by with bags and you know going to work and cars and people on the bus and and I was thinking what what am I doing with my life you know what I mean and I did I just had a light bulb moment and at that time my ma was on the verge of throwing me out and that was the first thing the first time I kind of got to a low point what am I doing with my life? All my friends are going to Jersey. They're going to college. You know the girls that I went mm. that I went to primary school with. Yeah. Like I, you know, I think about them. You know what I mean? And I'd often see them got still going to school while I was running wild. And yeah, that was my first light bulb moment. But I had certain people in my life that were telling me. I actually had a policewoman that was telling me that used to search me all the time. You're better than this, Julie. You are reared better than this. What are you doing? And any time she'd pull me in the street, that's before, you know, when they finished what they were doing, mm. she'd always say that to me. And I still talk to her today. How how did you get clean? Well, my friend, one of my friends went to England and the word got around that she's clean and she's home and she looks great and blah. And I was like, nobody gets clean. And if, you know, they're lying, you know, they're taking drugs, you can't be happy. I used to think, you have to take drugs to be happy. And my brother brought her to the house while I was in bed dying. Smelly, you know, stinking. Lying in, in the double bed, sick. And uh, when I seen her, I just, boom. And she says, I'm going back in two weeks. Do you, if you want to come, you come with me. And I went back with her. If you think back to you as a teenager yeah. on the streets around mm. here, what would you like to say to that little I girl knew now? Go- I knew you were going to ask me that question. Why? I just knew you were going to ask me that. Because I looked into your eyes and you were, you, you, I knew you were going to ask. Because I've never been asked that question before. Mm. Anybody, never, nobody's ever says to me, what would you tell her? I, I would have told her, stay in school. So Julie... You went to London, you went to America, you came off heroin. Yeah. Would you not think, if I go back to Sheriff Street, I'll be tempted again? 
Sherry Street is my family. They're my family. And I always knew, I always told myself, if I'm going to get off heroin, I'm going to do it right. And I'm going to do it once and once only. And I've always stuck to that. I've never went back to heroin. You know, I was one of the lucky ones, really. Was there a song you played or notes you played when you were recovering? Do you remember the first thing that meant sense to you yeah. musically? Um, it was the it, the song Amazing Grace, but it was different. Mm. Good go for it. That was the first song that I, I, I really listened to, you know, because it was a peaceful place where I went. It was a religious place. Where would I be? You only know. I'm glad you see true eyes of love, a hopeless case, an empty place, if not for grace. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound. I once was lost, but now I'm found. A hopeless place, an empty place, if not for grace. And thanks to all the women from the Ga Fermaz, from Sheriff Street in Ballybock, their trainers and mentors. If they've inspired you, the LGFA has information on your local team. Thank you for listening. This programme was produced by Eileen Hearn. Like Family with Brenda Donoghue on RTE Radio 1.